welcome to Regal's RightCast, where we share all things LIDAR. I'm Miranda Welke, Marketing Events Coordinator for Regal USA. This series features interviews with industry experts from around the world, innovative LIDAR applications, best practices, workflow advice, and even exciting news about hardware and software. The podcasts are produced by Regal at their North American headquarters located in Central Florida and available worldwide through our Regal newsroom on www.regal.com. Please visit our website to subscribe to the newsroom. Simply input your email address and click. It's that easy. The Regal.com website is a great place to find detailed information on the many LiDAR scanning hardware, firmware, and software products that Regal provides, or request more information or a call from a Regal specialist. In today's RICAST episode, Regal USA's ULS UAS business segment manager, Mylin Trung, hosts the CEO and founder of Fagerman Technologies and LiDAR USA, Jeff Fagerman. Please join Mylin and Jeff as they discuss Jeff's start in the industry, how Regal and LiDAR USA strengthened their OEM partnership, as well as their integration of Regal's unmanned LiDAR sensors. How is LiDAR USA utilizing and benefiting from using Regal's LiDAR technology? Well, stay tuned and find out. Enjoy. Hello, and thank you for joining me for this installment of Regal's RyeCast, your source for all things Regal LiDAR, hardware and software for surveying and mapping applications. My name is Mylin Trong, the Unmanned Laser Scanning and UAS Business Segment Manager for Regal USA. Today, it is my pleasure to introduce Mr. Jeff Fagerman, the CEO and founder of Fagerman Technologies and LiDAR USA, headquartered in Hartsell, Alabama, located just outside of Huntsville, Alabama. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you, Mylin. Jeff, can you tell me a little bit more about your background and the motivation behind establishing LiDAR USA in 1999? Yeah, so prior to 99, I was a student in land, had a degree in land surveying from Ferris State University in 1984, went on to graduate school at Purdue in photogrammetry and geodesy. And when I finished that in 85, went to work at Integraph in Huntsville, Alabama for the next 14 years with a short stint where I left for a year to work on uh, post-master's slash PhD type studies. And at that 14 years at Integraph, I was the lead photogrammetrist for software development for the Intermap Analytic and the DI Imaging Stereo Soft Copy Workstation. And it was really hard 99 to quit because I absolutely loved my job at Integraph. It was an amazing place to work and I got to do all the things I went to school for. I actually got to exercise, which is a unique thing, you know, for most people. So I was very fortunate in that sense. That's fantastic. And you've definitely worked with a wide variety of both vendors and LiDAR sensors over the years. Why did LiDAR USA choose to work with Regal and integrate the Regal Minivux and Vux product line? Okay, that's a very good question. So just a little more. So after 99, we started uh, Fagerman Technologies, which became known as LiDAR USA, mostly because of our website name. And we were doing mostly classical photogrammetry. We're using digital uh, mapping camera from Minograph, ZI Imaging, and FXL cameras, UltraCams and stuff. So classical photogrammetry with airborne GPS and IMU. And in the you know 2000 to 2010 timeframe, we saw that 
A lot of work can be shipped overseas. And we're like, what can we do that will keep us in the United States, keep employees here, keep the work here? And so we looked at LiDAR. It was still really early in the stages. I mean, at that time, there were very few mobile mapping systems on the market that did LiDAR. Anyhow, so in 2010, we really jumped both feet into that and started doing uh, mobile mapping, you know, using a variety of LiDAR sensors and cameras. And eventually, you know, in 2016, when the uh, TGI M600 came about at the same time as the uh, FAA passed the Part 107 for UAV, that allowed us to really flex our muscle in a sense of, hey, we can take our photogrammetry expertise and our uh, mobile mapping and put it on an aerial platform, which is where I belonged. And so at that point, we were like, okay, great. Now let's look at what sensors are small enough and can deliver the product we need. And obviously, the Regal line has always been at the forefront of this industry for quite some time. And so, you know, we looked at the Regal Vux, particularly the one UAV. It's nice size, small. Price wasn't actually bad relative to like, the, you know, the million dollar system. So it was a logical thing for us to take on the Regal Vux and bring, you know, the high end survey grade, which is right down my line of expertise to the market. So we're like, okay. Makes sense. Let's go with the Regal system. They've got the name. We can implement it. We can make a system that we can be proud of. And our customers, I know they can get a, a good ROI out of. So that's kind of how we got there. I mean, and it's been a very, very fruitful thing for us and for our customers. It was a hard decision because, you know, there are already others doing it. Regal does it. But we were like, yeah, I think we still have something to offer. So we jumped in two feet and no regrets in that. And for that, we thank you because Ladder USA has really been an established Regal OEM partner since 2017. And as the Regal Mini Vox and Vox product line has expanded over the years, can you explain a little bit more on the kind of system integrations that you offer with the Regal sensors, namely the Mini Vox 1 UAV, 2 UAV, Mini Vox 1 DL, as well as the Vox 1 UAV? the Vux 1LR, and the Vux 1HA. What are the strengths and benefits of each of your system configurations? Certainly. Uh, again, it's a real joy to work with them because these uh, systems are small enough, light enough, and yet they don't consume so much power that we can move them from platform to platform. We don't have to have a large dedicated battery. Like some of the systems you know, in 2000, before 2010, actually, had to have like you know special regulators and inverters hooked to a van with a secondary power supply. So now we can use smaller batteries, as especially as UAVs and electronics in general mature. So the Mini Vux 1 obviously gives us an advantage that it's significantly lighter than the, than the Vux and it's significantly less in cost, yet it still delivers a very high quality product. So it's, it's a perfect thing for a lot of customers. We ourselves kind of flop around as to, gee, do we sell more mini Vuxes or Vuxes? It's really, it's a hard call. It kind of comes and goes as the season goes, but we like both the Vux 1 UAV. It's awesome. All-around tool. It's good on the car, good on the UAV, good on a backpack. I mean, I know it says UAV, but it can be used in all those situations. You might lose a little bit when you're on a car, but really, you're talking noise generally. The HA, I mean, that's like an unparalleled system, the, you know, million points a second, 250 hertz spin rate and you know, five millimeter accuracy. I mean, what more can you ask for? It's a, a great system. And then, of course, the LR, good for the guys who are willing to uh, push the limits. 
you know, they want to hang on the UAV at 400 feet all the time, and they want to put it on a helicopter. And also, you know, outside the United States, they don't have the 400-foot limit. So for them, you know, in those particular countries, it's like the ideal product. And then the Minibox 2, it just bridges that gap where people, they don't quite want to jump up to the box, you know, because of the weight. And they're, maybe their UAV can't hold it. But the Minibox doesn't quite deliver what they want. So the Minibox 2 is like, it's just, you know, natural add-on. Now, the interesting one to me was the uh, DL, the downward looking I wasn't sure if we were going to actually implement it, and we went ahead and did it and sold it immediately. And it turns out I really like that. It's a really cool little platform. I like the spinning, look downward look, a relatively narrow field of view. But I mean, there's nothing left to the imagination after you pass over the area because you got the forward angle, backward angle, side angle. I mean, it does a. It's a really, really, really nice little product. I can't really imagine where else you're going to go, but. Uh, those are some really neat little products. The thing I also like is, like I said, uh, except for the DL, we, you know, we make it so we can move the things from system to system to system. So we're not really tied to an, any particular drone. Uh, we can be on, a, you know, a VTOL, a helicopter, a multi-copter, and whatever that has the capacity to carry it. And then we can take it off and put it on a backpack or put it on a car. Uh, the versatility there is just amazing. And in the end, a turnkey solution is really comprised of not only the hardware, but the software and the overall platform. So can you please speak to your ScanLook software workflow and what makes your integrated solution a go-to? So ScanLook, uh, interesting name because I had another business that was for medical and we called it MedLook, kind of like Microsoft Outlook. So we had Outlook for email. MedLook for medical. And so what we're we going to do for LiDAR USA, we kind of came up with like ScanLook. So we like the name. And what does ScanLook do? Uh, it's it's the fusion software. So it's where all of the trajectory type information, whether it comes from an RTK or a PPK solution, and all the imagery that's uh, geotagged comes in and we, we boresight it and all the LiDAR data that's timestamped and it's come in. So it's where the true fusion uh, of all the multi-sensors comes together and uh, it has uh, control point correction built into the tool so we didn't have to you know be beholding on a third-party package to do control point correction and and that i got to leverage all the things i knew from surveying and from working at integraph so like we have we don't just have like a, a a control point that's just an xyz point we have an xy point we have a z point we have an xyz point we have a control point we have a diagnostic point you can withhold them and throw them in and out all the kind of things that the customers that i worked with at integraph were used to I, I couldn't find it in any of the software when we were working on this so i built that tool into our stuff and that scan look has all that kind of features in it um, it's pretty much really easy to use. It's mostly one screen. I mean, you got other little screens you can pull off, but for the large part, it's one screen, except for the control point dialogue, which is like one ginormous tabulated thing, you know, with a control point ID and different attributes for the control point that you can mess around with. Everything that's a surveyor kind of expects. But that's really what ScanLook does. It it pulls it all together does the georeferencing? It doesn't do the PPK solution per se, but it's kind of hidden in it, and it just processes everything. It does all the colorizing, so whether it's working with a 360 image like a ladybug or something like that, or just a standard frame camera, whether it's a Phase One or a Sony-based camera system, whatever. I mean, it does all the colorizing, all that kind of stuff. 
And additionally, it does a strip to strip matching. So like if you got a big roadway project of 100 miles, 200 miles, we do a lot of projects that literally like will scan 200 miles in a day during the daylight, during the summertime hours. And so the roads are just all over flip-flopping back and forth. And it might be 40 minutes, two hours before you come back by that road, but you want it to look like one perfectly matched road. So the strip-to-strip matching is built into the software. You just click a button and you tell it to go. And it, it takes a while. I mean, if you got 200 miles of collection, that might be 10, 12 hours of collection. And it might take overnight to process it, but it's a one-click operation and it comes back and it's all fit together and it's like one thing. So that's kind of what the users expect to see um, in the end, but it's all done through the ScanLook software. Um, it's dongled, so that's our software protection, but we also have node lock licenses and AWS type solutions as well. That's great. I'm really finding that customers are looking for a variety of support for software access, however it's licensed, and that's fantastic that you offer a variety of licensing-based solutions. Can you expand on a real-world example of one of your clients that have utilized one of your system integrations for a project and they really had success in the overall turnkey solution? Sure. Um, It's hard hard to find the right one to go with. There's there's so many. One will be, I think, which is the more hot, it's a hotter item right now, would be like the telecom market. So a lot of people are doing the utility poles and power lines and, you know, all the assets that go along with them. And right now they have a field of people walking the streets, which is kind of dangerous, you know, walking traffic really easy. It's a typical surveyor type problem. You get tied up with any work and you literally step up off the curb into the street and it's all over. So it's a nice thing is that with a mobile mapping system, you know, we're driving at regular street speeds. We go up and down the street We're scanning everything. We can't get behind the houses. So if you got to get behind the house, you still got to do that somehow. But we can save the far ton of time by just driving up down the streets. You get all the telephone poles. You have the imagery that can get to read the tags on the poles and the LIDAR and imagery together, depending on what software you're using, you know, you get all the 3D coordinate information. And so basically you you allow the user in the office to generate a spreadsheet at each utility pole. And then the utility companies take that data and do the engineering work from it from there. But that's a, a big part. We've got quite a few customers that are actually involved in that. Some of them are working on a car. Some of them are working on backpacks. Some of them are doing UAV. Some are doing all three methods. But it's uh, where NERC was a really big thing in the, you know prior to 2010, and it kind of fizzled out then. The telecom stuff seems to be the big thing now. And that's a real hit. Obviously... Surveying, the bulk of what we do is for like roadways and, you know, you're building a bridge and you've got a mile of highway leading up to the bridge. And then after all of our customers do that stuff, subdivisions, they all do subdivisions also. So they're all doing a curb and gutter, drainage basins and all that kind of stuff. I mean, there's a large variety. There's like, there's this boundless as to how they're using it. And it's quite surprising. There's a lot of applications I would never, ever have dreamed to sell the product for, but they're using it for that. I really find that the end customers are really driving how the usage of the system integration can be utilized as well as how to break the barrier. And so for your system integrations that are multi-platform usage, that really opens the door 
for that application. Now, since my focus is on the unmanned marketplace, and as the UAS commercial marketplace continues to grow, how do you see your business changing as the UAS LiDAR technology evolves? That's a really good question, because uh, it's it's a crazy time that we live in right now. So we have, you know, we can try to predict what's going to happen, and we can have absolutely no control over what it's going to do. But I think that uh, I mean, we're going to we're going to stay in this game for sure. And, you know, we depend on our providers to, you know, give us the tools that our customers want. Uh, I think that part of it will be uh, the the UAVs, while they're quite reliable now, the the reliability needs to go up a little bit. The security needs a little bit more in the sense of security and uh, crashes operation of parachute systems and stuff like that, just to bring uh, less less reliance upon insurance and more upon integrity of the vehicle. For instance, like right now with renting, people always want to rent. And I'm like, you know, it's kind of hard to rent system that costs more than most people's homes because for a UAV, because it could crash. Crashes happen. Uh, even if it's not necessarily the vehicle, it's the operator. But as the vehicles become more, much, much more dependable, that will become more feasible. I'm not really sure how to say where we're headed with it. I mean, we're, we watch what the industry wants, but we mostly listen to what our customers want. I mean, we, we hear a lot about like beyond line of sight, but honestly, that's a relatively small part of the market. Uh, the bigger part of the market is 20 acre jobs, 20 acre jobs, 100 acre jobs, maybe 200 acre jobs. They're getting a little bigger now because we can, you know, like with the Vux LR or the Vux UAV and at a decent UAV, we can cover a thousand acres in a day easy. So you're getting so we can take on bigger projects. So the beyond line of sight kind of does become an issue. But I think maybe the 400 foot ceiling is even a bigger issue because we would like to talk about forestry and ag stuff. But when you're out on a job and you have a small opening and you got trees that are 130 feet tall. Once that UAV goes up, even if it's at 400 feet, once it goes very far, you're out of sight. And so being able to go higher would make that a lot easier. So I think that's going to play a big part of, uh, we need changes in regulation to allow us to do more easier. I think that's, that'll make a big part of where we're going with the UAV market. That makes sense. Speaking of UAVs, which platforms have you successfully integrated on and what do you look for in a platform before making a recommendation for that turnkey solution? Okay, that is a really, really good question and heart and soul searching type of question. Prior to 2016, with the release of the DJI M600, we had tried many platforms, a fixed wing platform, but mostly multi-copter platforms, and we were not met with a lot of good success. Just a lot of expense with very little success. The DJI M600, it is the gorilla in the room. Uh, pick up any magazine in our industry and you see that that's the one that, you know, is most often portrayed. And so we embraced that because that was the vehicle, you know, with a six and a half kilogram payload. It's very reliable. DJI had by 10,000 people debug the A2 flight controller and then the Kellen comes to A3 now fully debugged. The reliability is greatly improved. The batteries are airplane legal carry-on, the TB47S is it's just an awesome platform for us. So that's that's the grill in the room, our first choice, or it has been for quite some time. 
But, you know, that was since 2016. Now we're four years later and it's still the vehicle and there hasn't been a replacement per se in that category. But we also uh, work with uh, helicopters. So right now we're working with the Galaxy 950, which is electric at the moment and soon to be uh, hybrid. It, uh, it's very nice. It can carry up to 10 kilograms. It runs, it's every bit as easy to use as a DJI product. So that's the first thing is that the thing for us is our customers are surveyors. They are not pilots. They don't want to have to hire a pilot, even though some of them are pilots as well. Um, but most of them, for the most part, you know, they don't really want to know about flying. It's a tool. It's just like their truck is a tool. Obviously, they don't have to fly a truck. They want the UAV to fly just about as easy. Basically, like you would see on a TV show, you know, you throw it up in air and it does what it's supposed to do. Not quite that easy, but it needs to be something that doesn't take, you know, several weeks of training and, you know, months of uh, training to get the license as well. So they got the licensing down. That's nice. But we have to have the UAV is very, very easy to use. So the DJI's got that. Our Galaxy's got that. We work with a company out of Florida, down in your neck of the woods, actually, uh, Harris Ariel, who has a gas electric hybrid that will let it fly for like hour and a half, two hours, which is way more than you need with a regal system because you, unless you're like in Kansas where you can see everywhere, you have exceeded your line of sight limitations several times over. We also work with a, a VTOL system. Uh, it's very nice, but it depends on the client, depends on where they're at, depends on if they got to work with the 400 foot ceiling or they have no limits. But bottom line is the M600 is a really nice system. The Galaxy is a nice system. Harris is a nice system. It all depends on what the client wants. If you have to have a U.S.-made copter, that makes it a little bit more difficult. And for that, we teamed with Inspired Flight. We really like their birds. They got three different sizes. They're new on the block, really, a young and upcoming company. When I say young, I mean like 22, 23 years old, the founders of the company. So they're very young, but very, very, very smart, very astute. And they know reliability is key. Nobody wants to see your, you know, $200,000 investment come plummeting out of the air. So reliability is big on all those things. It's not just that it starts up. It's just that it stays in the air every time you go. And if it's not reliable to get in the air, you know, you get that sense before you even take off. That Those are really big things for us. But ease of use and reliability, top of the line, that's it. You hit the nail on the coffin there, Jeff. Reliability is such a key feature when it comes to system integrations and for something with such great investment. So thank you so much for your time today, Jeff, and sharing the foundations of LiDAR USA and the evolution of your system integrations, making use of Regal LiDAR sensors. I really look forward to seeing the continuation of the partnership between our two companies and how it will continue to strengthen. Until next time, eyes to the sky and keep on scanning. Over and out. Thank you again to both Marlene and Jeff for sharing your knowledge and stories with us today. It's wonderful to see such a great partnership between Regal and LiDAR USA, and I know we look forward to watching it continue to develop for years to come. And don't forget, you can subscribe to our RyeCast anywhere you listen to podcasts and the Regal Ultimate LiDAR webinar series through our international newsroom on www.regal.com. You, the Regal users, give us the best stories to tell. We always appreciate your suggestions, so please send us your ideas or comments to communications at regalusa.com. And as always, have an ultimate LiDAR day. Until next time, Miranda signing off.